Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God that engages us is from the lesson just read, specifically Isaiah chapter 55, verse 12. Indeed, you will go forth in joy, you will be led forth in shalom, peace. The mountains and the hills before you will break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Home. The very word conjures up feelings of love and laughter, security, serenity, warmth and welcome. Just think about it. Home. <laughs> it means mom and dad. Good food, deep sleep, fun, and games. Home, home on the range. When Johnny comes marching home. But we all know a little girl from Kansas said it best. There's no place like home. Isaiah, the great prophet Isaiah, living in the 8th century B.C., writes to Israelites living in Babylon in the 6th century B.C., and these Israelites are far away from home. A monstrous reality called Babylon was a fire-breathing horror that destroyed everything. In 586 B.C., Babylon finally put an end to Jerusalem, described in the empire's archives as, quote, a rebellious city, hurtful against kings and nations a place of rebellion from ancient times. And so Judeans are living in refugee camps around canals and ziggurats and the Tigris and Euphrates rivers and the Ishtar Gate and that detestable statue of Marduk. Judah, Jerusalem, and the Jordan have been replaced by these massive building projects of Nabu-Polassar and his much more famous son, Nebuchadnezzar. These Judahites in Babylon have no land, no temple, no monarchy, no liturgy, no sacrifice, no hope, and no future, and so they have no song. How can they sing the songs of Yahweh while in a foreign land? By the rivers of Babylon, they sit and weep when they remember the good old days. Remember? When we worshipped in the splendor of Solomon's temple, when we shopped and worked in the city of David, when we saw the Mount of Olives from a distance. Oh, God! Just try and get there! Oh, God! There's no place like home. These Judeans are far away from home, but much more pressing, they are far away from the Father. You see, is. Yahweh's firstborn son, this son selfishly 
demanded his fair share of the inheritance, went off to a distant country and squandered the promises on wild living, enticing Baal worship, seductive Assyrian astral deities, the throwing down and the poisoning of justice and righteousness, false faith, worthless worship. And so, August 19th, by the best guess, 586 B.C., Jerusalem is devastated. It was the day <laughs> the music died. Some of us are far away from home. All of us are far away from the Father. You see, it's just the way we operate. We are, again, just here, just now, in an exile of our own making. We know the captivity. We know the feelings of hopelessness. We know the pain. We have demanded our fair share of the inheritance. We've set off for a different country. And we've squandered the baptismal promises on wild living. What's it got us? Duplistic lives. Empty relationships. Theologically inflated egos. And the enemy puts his foot on our chest. We can hardly breathe, much less sing, as he shouts out, God is finished with you. Get the feeling. <laughs> we live in the agony of spiritual defeat. We have no song to sing. But Yahweh speaks to exiles. Yahweh still speaks to exiles. Isaiah 55, verse 12. Indeed, you will go forth in joy. You will be led forth in shalom, peace. The mountains and the hills before you will burst forth into singing, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Just when Babylonian imperial policy seemed to be closed and controlled to any hope, to the shock and surprise of everybody, Yahweh stirred up his Messiah Cyrus. And Isaiah's new thing explodes in the desert. And there's a servant wounded for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. And barren Zion? <laughs> She's like the old woman in the shoe. She has so many children now, she doesn't know what to do. At the heart of Isaiah's program of restoration in chapters 40 to 55 is the gift of peace, shalom, well-being, wholeness. You see, that's why the punishment that brings us shalom was upon him and by his wounds were healed. See, 
everything that is so wrong right now will be made just right. That's shalom. When Yahweh restores Jacob, everything will be restored. That's shalom. And shalom is why the mountains and the hills are singing and the trees of the field are clapping their hands. Because all creation is involved in this program of shalom. Throughout Isaiah chapters 40 to 55, creation begins the celebration. Chapter 42, verse 10. Sing to Yahweh a new song, all desert and all its cities. 44, 23. Shout, O earth, exult, O heavens. Cry aloud, O mountain, O forest, O tree, because Yahweh is restoring Israel. 49, verse 13. Rejoice, O heaven. Sing for joy, O earth. Shout aloud, O mountains, for Yahweh has compassion upon His people and has comfort for His afflicted ones. You see, the exiles are invited to join in the hymn of all creation. But the Babylonian propaganda machine is awfully powerful. Didn't their god Marduk defeat our god Yahweh in the last battle? Aren't we really just captives to the new imperial policy? Isn't all of this talk about shalom just a prophetic pipe dream? <laughs> Isaiah takes dead aim against our doubts. In chapter 55, verses 6 through 13, the prophet uses the Hebrew word key. I'll take it as an asseverative key, translated indeed seven times. Get it? Seven times. <laughs> Three examples. Indeed, Yahweh has compassion eternally. Indeed, Yahweh forgives all sins completely. Indeed, Yahweh has a perfect plan, certainly. Standing behind this reverberating key, indeed, <laughs> and backing it up is Yahweh's Word. The whole program gets started in chapter 40, verse 8, right? The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God stands forever. And at the end of the program, in chapter 55, 10, and 11, we are told that this word will never return empty. See, Yahweh said it. That settles it. Faith believes it. Indeed. Climactically, this mighty word that governs and directs our history became flesh and blood. And he has a heart. And he also knows the bitter cry of exile. 
Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Jesus is far away from the Father's home, but much more pressing, he's far away from the Father. It's the way we've operated. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. To find the last time. A song of celebration graced these lips. We have to rewind the clock 12 hours to the upper room where Jesus celebrated Passover with his disciples and they sang the Egyptian Hallel. Psalms 113 to 118. But from there it went downhill. He was betrayed and bound and slapped and spit upon and scourged and spiked. And so you see as he cries out, it is finished. There's no more song to sing. It was the day, the day, the music died. But, <laughs> three days later, the song. Check that, blessing. Not the song. Scratch that off from the sermon. Not the song. No way. Not the song. <laughs> the grand symphony of celebration rocks on. <laughs> How could death ever hold our Sar Shalom, our Prince of restoration and well-being and peace forever alive. Jesus lovingly looks at you straight in the eye and says, in my Father's home, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. This is no dorm room or student housing. This is no army barracks or Motel 6 or 8 or 11 or a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Infinitely better. The robe and the sandals are waiting. And so is the ring. The price is paid, the party prepared, the sacrifice complete, and the Father has rehearsed His lines. This son of mine was dead, but now is alive again. Indeed, you will go forth in joy and be brought forth in shalom. The mountains and the hills before you will burst forth into singing and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. In Jesus Christ, we have this prophetic word made much more certain. When he returns and brings us to our home, the new Jerusalem, everywhere, and everyone will be marked with shalom. In our response, we join in the hymn of all creation. 
For the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.